Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Josh, what you need to do is boxing with that, that, that rawness that you once had. But it's got to be what's right for Anthony Joshua because Absolutely. we didn't see that from, from Klitschko. The concern for me is that we're not seeing the combinations that we used to, used to see. And that's what wins Joshua fights. Welcome to Talk Boxing with Simon Jordan and Spencer Oliver. This is episode 48. As always, don't forget to keep liking and subscribing and sending questions in. But a week is a long time in politics, but also a week is a long time in boxing because we're seeing a lot of movement going on in the heavyweight division, a division that we turned around last week and said, are we going to see any of these big heavyweights coming out and fighting in meaningful fights? And are we going to see them appear? And all of a sudden... The rumour mill, it doth spin, and we have something that looks like there's going to be quite a significant amount of, of um, endeavour mm. and uh, outcomes on the December 20, the much fabled December yeah. 23rd card. Yes, yeah, What are you last, hearing, mate? Last week, last week, we didn't know if the show was going to go ahead or if it was going to be scrapped because of the Tyson Fury dropping out of this yep. proposed fight with Alexander Usyk, now going to take place in the late, later in next year. Yep. So I'm hearing Festival. now... I am hearing now, and this is from pretty good sources actually, yep. that we get Anthony Joshua versus Otto Wallen. Yep. I'm hearing Deontay Wilder versus Joseph Parker. I'm hearing Daniel Dubois versus Baby Miller, mm-hmm. Gerard Miller. Um, I'm hearing also, who else am I Bivol. hearing? Bivol, Dimitri Bivol versus Richard Riviera. Richard Riviera, for people that won't who know can, him. Who can punch. He absolutely can, yeah. He's only lost to one fight, and that was to Badu Jack on the undercard yeah. of Anthony Joshua last time. Yeah. And it was a fight, by the way, that I was there in that fight. I thought he won it by three or four rounds. It's a tough fight, actually. It's a good fight. Riviera of going there and see that as yeah. a big opportunity. So, yeah, what but a Bivol, But Bivol. Yeah. I mean, Bivol's stock has risen yeah. hugely since the Craig Richards fight, where everyone felt that Craig could have gone into that fight with a bit more belief and might have come mm-hmm. out of an outcome. And then we've seen Bivol go through the gears, haven't yeah. we? We've seen the, the, the disciplined performance against... Canelo, um, and we've seen other performances that have cemented him as one of the pound for pounds, arguably. Yeah, yeah. I mean, look. What did he fight Badu Jack at? Did he fight him at Cruiserweight? At Cruiserweight, yeah. So he's fighting back down at light heavy but again. Yeah, he'll come down. But yeah, but he was small anyway, I think. Right. When he boxed Badu Jack, he looked small when he was out there. But heavy, very heavy-handed, dangerous guy. But like you say, Dimitri Bibble. We don't know how good he is because mm. you know we haven't seen you know the way oh, that he dealt with he looks good, the way he? that he dealt with Canelo. I'm saying yeah. he done it with ease, didn't he? Yeah. So I'm saying they look like there's more levels to his game. Yeah. 
you know, he could go mm -hmm. down in history. Um, it's, a so it's a fabulous division, the light heavy, heavy, heavy division, because we've got lots of representation is. in that. Yeah. Obviously, we want to see the, the Aziz Boatsy fight. We've got Anthony Yard, that you know mm -hmm. is a personal favourite of mine. Callum Smith's there as Callum well. Smith there, and he's fighting yeah. Paterbiev, isn't he? Yeah. But go back to the big boys in the room that we constantly complain about and constantly bitch and whine about the heavyweight division. Mm. You know, not How doing. How crazy it. we get it all on one night, though. Well, I suppose. You've, you've ruminated about it and you've speculated that there were various things going on. And, yeah. and I know that you've been doing that. And also, Frank Warren has spoken about, look, watch this space. This is the game changer. This is what opens the doors. Yeah. So everyone is now being sucked into that vacuum mm -hmm. because Warren and um, the Saudis, the PIF fund and Turkey El Sheikh have now got their act together. Yeah. They've opened the doors with, with the event that happened with Ghana, whatever we may about, think about the performance of Tyson and the spectacle itself. Yeah. But now you've got these potential fights in the offing and they're coming from inside. Your, your information is coming from inside training camps, so you know to Absolutely. some extent. Press conference Wednesday, by right. the way, the TalkSport will be attending. They'll be on the TalkSport YouTube channel, some of those interviews, but press conference Wednesday. So what I'm saying is this is a reality. This is not speculation anymore. Mm. We are now at the stage where it is happening. Yep. And that's how quick the Saudis move as well, by the way, because to put a show of that magnitude together would normally take a lot of time, but obviously money speaks. Well, and money talks, isn't yeah. it? And the other thing walks, yeah. isn't it? But we've got these fights. That if the rumours are to be had and taken at face value, if you look at the fights, you know, we've got Anthony Joshua. Did you, by the way, did you see the Louis Ferru interview? I did. I did. Did you make of it? I thought it was a bit of a weird interview, if I'm totally honest. Yeah. A weird documentary or whatever you want to call it. Like, I just... I saw parts of Anthony Joshua there that were still very vulnerable. Yeah, that's what I you saw. You know, so yeah. the, the vulnerability was very much there. I mean, I mean, Louis, Louis asked him some brilliant questions. Um, I saw the reaction to what Anthony Joshua was saying about throwing the belts out of the ring, etc. Yeah, he didn't like and that very thing, much. No, really, he didn't. No. But I think the, the thing that caught my eye most is that Anthony Joshua is like, he was propelled into this superstardom. Mm. And he, and he does, I don't think he's, he was, wasn't prepared for it and he wasn't prepared for the criticism that, that came comes with along with it. See, the only thing I took away from that interview, besides the vulnerability side and what a decent fellow he is, yeah. right, was the slight negative observation that you cannot tell people that boxing doesn't love you yeah. when you've got hundreds of million millions of pounds yeah. as a result of boxing. Yeah. What it doesn't do is it doesn't cherish everything you do. Yeah. And that's life mm -hmm. in every walk of life. Yeah. But he now looks like the matchup is Otto Wallin. Yes. And to be fair to Otto Wallin, he deserves a payday because yeah. he got bumped out by Dillian White about 18 he months did. ago, didn't he? He did. I mean, he was, you know, he put up a good fight against Tyson Fury. Well, this is what I'm going to ask you uh, in terms of a fight. Because yeah. obviously we beat Gassiev last time out, by the way. Yeah. Which was a good, you know, good win. And, and, and obviously, but the main truck of people's thinking about Wallin is, well, you gave Fury a whole handful of problems. You yeah. cut him and you caused him a, a, yeah. a raft of challenges. And so his reputation has been built upon that. He doesn't appear to have that much power. If you've got a 50% Well, he trained at my gym. Right. So I know him quite well, actually, Southport. I've taken him on the pads a couple right. of times. That was quite comical. What, you're on, yeah, on, yeah. on, a, on a set of <laughs> ladders. Yeah. But yeah, no, he's a, he, he's a lovely guy, but he can fight as well. He, he's yeah. sneaky. Like, so what I'm saying is he's not a devastating puncher. He sort of chips away, but he's very difficult to fight, you know, he's got big balls, he'll go in there like he did against Fury and he'll put it on him. I mean, Marat Gassiev, who he beat last time out, was a, was a great um, cruiserweight guy, mm. big knockout percentage, very heavy-handed, and he just sort of, he won that on a split decision, but it was a fight that he didn't What do you think for this, for this, because people will say... It's an interesting fight. Yeah, people, will, A, it has a bit more credibility than potentially Hellenius 
and um, Franklin had. Yeah. And Franklin caused problems for Dillian White and caused a slight conundrum for Anthony Joshua. But everyone's looking at Anthony. Everyone is focusing on, on Anthony. And I get the feelings that he has about the amount mm. of pressure and focus and, 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 and challenges that he has if he doesn't do everything the way people think. And that's yeah. what he said in the interview. Yeah, that's I don't, right. People don't know what I think. They yeah. keep telling me what I think. They keep telling everyone else what I think. Mm. They're not doing what I'm doing. But people will say that he needs to go in there and make a statement. Yeah. I don't think he needs to. I think he should want to. And the, yeah, I and, agree with so that. So again, from this point of view of, of Anthony Joshua, what do you think this fight looks like for him? What do you think that we should be looking for from him? Listen, I think that if he can go in there and win this fight, if he wins it inside the distance, he's made a statement, a real statement that Anthony Joshua is well and truly on his way back because Wallen is a great fighter. He's a very good fighter. I've seen him, like I say, I've seen him in the gym. We saw the Fury fight, Gassiev again. So he's underlined that he can compete at that level. It's a good fight for Joshua at this yeah. stage because it will tell us a lot more about where Anthony Joshua's at at this level right now. I think mm. it's a good it's a good test for Joshua this one. The more again, I hate to because because you know I want to be balanced in our observations, but whenever Anthony comes into the conversation, the necessary default setting is always: is he going to do? Can he be what he once was before? Anthony makes the argument, doesn't he, that I'm a wiser fighter. Yeah. So I don't do the things I did before because I don't want to. Yeah. Because I don't need to. Because ultimately, I've wised up as a fighter. Um, but. There is still, and, and the more fighters, I keep talking to fighters, you know I do other stuff when mm. I speak to a lot of fighters, and every time I speak to a, a fighter, who you guys know more yeah. than I'll ever know, right? I can opine and string a sentence together, but you guys have done it, so you know what it looks like when a mm. fighter looks like he's not the same fighter as he was before, yeah. and I still hear the same conversations. I think Chisora alluded to, too, and I did a podcast yeah. with Chisora the other day, that there's a perception that... Anthony doesn't have the hunger anymore and the lights have gone out. McGuigan said it, yeah. Frotcher said it, all of these fighters. And what Anthony's guys will say is they're haters and they get clicks off the back of it. Yeah. But again, it, the question will abound what, ultimately, won't it? Yeah, absolutely. What Anthony was saying in that interview was that, you know, I've got that experience now. Once you've got that experience, you use that experience. You know, I want to box on the back foot and whatnot. But going into some of the fights that we've seen in recent times, you go, no, Josh, what you need to do is you need to apply that, that that pressure. You actually need to revert to that, you know, that that boxing with that that, that rawness that you once mm -hmm. had to to get this job done. You don't need to box this guy because that's going to make things difficult for you. So I think that's the that's the big question mark over him is, you know, as that hunger left. Do you him, think that's fair? I mean, I know this is probably a bad analysis, but the Ali of the '60s that could move and and fight the way he did yeah. wasn't the Ali of the '70s. Yeah. So he had to change because he lost three years Ali yeah. in terms of not taking the draft and then being banned and came back a different animal. Yet still went on to win world. Yeah, but the world the, title I think the difference, the difference with Ali though is that in his early days when he was Cassius Clay etc. In those days he used his movement yeah. and his ring craft and his speed and whatnot. But when he when he come back, yeah, he then, used, then he used that. You know, he bit down. But his no one complained. And, no, because... So Anthony Joshua's going the other way. Because See, Anthony Joshua's gone from the, power to movements. Yeah but, yeah, but heavyweight boxing's all about the brutality, isn't it? I mean, let's be honest about it. Heavyweight boxing is all about people want to see the heavyweights in there and they want to see the... If you look at the stars of heavyweight boxing, they're all explosive, like Mike Tyson, Evander Holyfield, sure. you know, Riddick Bowe, those guys. Sure. That's what people want. And I think they don't want, like, when you've had a guy... But it's, got to, be, it's, but it's got to be what's right for Anthony Joshua because Absolutely. we didn't see that from, from Klitschko. Yeah. We saw him as a heavyweight champion for a number of yeah. years 
after he got knocked down by Corey Sanders, change his game plan yeah. and subsequently box a little bit differently, yet he still became a significant world title. And Anthony Joshua's got to be in the business of doing what's right for Anthony Joshua, hasn't he? Well, let's, let's use Jermaine Franklin as an example on the comeback fight, the fight where we thought, yeah, let Joshua go and make a statement here because he pushed Dillian White. A lot of people felt he beat Dillian White. Use that as an example and you go, you just felt watching that fight if Josh would have turned the screw a little bit more at, yeah. at certain points of that fight, he could have got, he could have got Yeah, so why didn't he? Oh, you know, you were fighting. No, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Right, so that's what I'm saying. So that's what I'm saying. Like, I know when Josh is saying, yeah, but you know, I'll use my movement because now I've got that experience or whatever. You go, yeah, but that experience should allow you to go, now it's time to turn it up. Can you turn it up? Can we see that picked up? That's what I want to see yeah. from him again. Not saying that he can't do it. But you know, I believe as, he can. But he answered some of those questions. He might have taken seven rounds to get to it with Hellenius. But the moment he got Hellenius in trouble, he finished him. That's going to be the, that. I think that that's going to be the, the confidence booster that Joshua needs. And I expect to see the same thing with Wallin. Yeah, absolutely. Do you, do you think on the AJ question, and we'll move on from him in a minute, moment, that this version of AJ would beat the Klitschko that he fought in? I think it was 2017, wasn't it? Yeah, that fight right. lifted everybody, didn't it? Yeah. You've got the wonderful, iconic commentary that's, that's, that's from Adam Smith. Question. You know, you've got, you've got a fighter now that believes that he's wiser and a better boxer. If you put the boxer, Anthony Joshua, in against the Klitschko of 2017, given the way that you look at the boxing world, would yeah. you have picked, would you pick Anthony well, Joshua well, to win that fight? I would, if, jo if I know that Joshua can still do what he done, as in with that rawness, I would say, well, obviously, he's a more complete boxer now because his boxing has got better. We can't deny that. You know, he, his movement has got get better, but we need to see we need to see that in with a mix of the Joshua where he sort of puts those combinations. The concern for me is that we're not seeing the combinations that we used to used to see, and that's what wins Joshua fights. It's not it's not that explosive one punch power. It's when he puts the shots together in fours and fives, and then he goes again, and that's what we need to see. If he can combine that. With the boxing, well, that Derek he's got James now. will know that, won't he? Oh, of course. Yeah, of course. And I think that the knockout with Hellenius was so mm -hmm. important to Joshua moving forward because that's what he needed. He needed a show real knockout to add to his confidence to give himself. I'm still find myself. I still find myself a tad disappointed that because we've spoken about this on a number of occasions that the next don't stop fiddling about with interim fights against fighters that we think you should beat. Get in and fight Wilder because this is it. Yeah. This is the business end of it. But there's money to be had here. There's money to be made. Yeah. And Anthony, albeit he contradicted himself a couple of times in the through interview, he said, I've never talked about money that much. I mean, yeah. We've heard it repeat, repeatedly yeah. and endlessly that it's about money. I still feel that my juices were flowing for Joshua versus Wilder. And the Wallin fight, it has a modicum of credibility about it. It only have credibility in terms of Anthony Joshua's world if he goes in and does a job on him. Absolutely, and I, I also think that look, this is primarily set up now. You've got Anthony Joshua versus Otto Wallin on the same card. You've got Deontay Wilder, who I I believe well, this is, is the next Joseph Parker, which sets up winner, winner, and we go again, possibly with right. Fury. And you think that may, that may be the formula? Be, actually, it'd be late. In but what is, the, what is what is just out of curiosity? I mean, that to, that fight doesn't appeal to me. Wilder appeals to me because you never know quite what you're going to get from Wilder yeah, sure. in terms of you've got this explosive power and it creates interest. Right? But we've just seen Joseph Parker come back and beat Simon Keane, right? Yeah. We saw him get absolutely... He, he threw the kitchen sink at Joe Joyce, didn't yeah. make a dent and got knocked yeah. out. Yeah. Right? We've seen what's happened to Joe Joyce with Zhili Zhang twice yeah. now. What, what are you intrigued by Parker versus? I mean, I went to, I went to the Parker versus AJ fight, and it was a snooze fest. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it was a dreadful well, Parker's, fight, Parker's and the referee bit, didn't Parker's help it either. Parker's a bit like that. Parker can, you know, Parker. 
The problem with Joseph Parker is that he won't take the risks that are needed as well. Where you look at him sometimes and you go, come on in, mate, pick it up. Because he's got it. Turn the screw. Like, he's because it. he's got it there. Yeah, you technically, think, yeah. Yeah, he's got it there technically and you just want him to do a little bit more. Well, he's going to have to do that against Wilder or he's going to get bombed out. Are you surprised? I go think on, it's a good fight, and the only reason I think it's a good look, it's, it just sets up, doesn't it, the Anthony Joshua Deontay Wilder fight later in the year. I if all roads lead to that, yeah. yeah. If that, all if, roads lead if, to if that. If that is the case, then we can all live with that because it's, it has a modicum of, uh, you know, Wallin looks like on paper a decent mm. fight. The Parker fight to me, I, I think Wilder just goes and knocks him out. Well, the, the worry is when you saw that against Keane, which yeah. you, you just referred to, the worry about that is that Parker, you know has adopted this sort of Tyson Fury sort of style because he's up there training with the Furies, mm. carrying his left hand low, but he gets hit with right hands. Mm. He was getting hit with right hands there. I go, you can't get afford to get hit like that by Deontay Wilder because no. like you say, he's going to yeah. go to sleep. Mm. Yeah. you surprised that Joe Joyce isn't in the mix. I mean, it's, it, I mean the, the gatekeeper for these fights yep. is Frank Warren and his relationship. He's opened yep. the door and all the other guys are going to pile in. So Eddie's going to get benefit out of it. The Sowlands yep. are going to get benefit out of it. And I suspect Ben Shalom will get some benefit out at some, at some yep. point in the future. Um, are you surprised that Joe Joyce hasn't been mooted in this conversation? No, anymore? I'm not actually. I'm, Why? I'm not surprised because Joe Joyce is coming off back-to-back defeats um, against Zele Zhang, which were in April and September of this year. And I think that for Joe Joyce... To be boxing on this show, he'd have to have a, go into a fight of some sort of meaning, and I don't. Th- I think that could be career-ending for him. I think right. with Joe Joyce, what his plan is, um, I know this actually. What his plan is, he goes back into training next week sometime. He wants to come back. He needs to come back. He wants a, a comeback fight mm. before mixing back up with there with the big boys. Like if he's boxing out in Saudi, he's got a, he's got a boxing in a meaningful fight, and he's not ready for that yet. Coming off those two back-to-back defeats, so look. You've got to give him that. I mean, they were two crushing defeats, and you mm. go, understand that. It's a real rebuilding yeah. process to go through here. Yeah. Putting him in with, you know, putting him in against, you know, one of the guys that are on the bill out there. You know, imagine if he went in there with a... Philip Hergovic is also rumoured to be fighting out there. And Frankie Sanchez is also the reason why I asked well. him, The reason why I asked Joe Joyce is because to make... He's still got to fight someone of some recognisability. So the yeah. argument, the, the, the debate that we're having now about who's fighting who, we've got Daniel Dubois fighting Gerald Miller. Yeah. Right. So Daniel Dubois got that fight. Joe Joyce potentially could have been in a conversation for that fight. Yeah. That's a rebuild fight. Gerald yeah, Miller. Maybe. I mean, yeah. what does it mean, Gerald yeah. Miller? Bes- yeah. My recollection of Gerald Miller, bes- besides getting bombed out to fight AJ, which took AJ down a pathway of fighting Andrew Ruiz. It's all got- about timing, though, Simon. I think with Joe Joyce, after that defeat, which was, what was that, 23rd of September of this year, I think he, he's had a little break. Obviously, this has come around very, very quick, this whole Saudi bill. Like, you know, there was rumours circulating 25th. No one mm. thought it was going to be of this sort of magnitude. And I think that Joyce it would never get himself in shape in time. That, I think that's that's the reasoning behind it. Not that okay. maybe he wouldn't do it. Right. But. What do you think of Dubois versus Gerald mm. Miller? I mean, we've obviously had a lot of noise about what Dubois exposed in Usyk yeah. and confirmed the suspicions that Anthony Joshua had uh, illuminated upon where he had punched a few mm. times. It got I'd gone to the body with uh, with Usyk and shown certain yeah. weaknesses there that Usyk didn't like, and obviously Dubois had a real opportunity and didn't take it. What do you think about him fighting Gerald Miller as a? Because obviously we had the noise about Frank trying to get a no contest, yeah. Frank trying to get a rematch, yeah. Frank trying to get a mandatory position back in the WBA. Yeah. So he's when the WBA ticker comes round again, he gets another opportunity. None of those seem to have been achieved. Mm. Um, what do you think for Daniel 
What, you know, what, I mean, obviously... I like this fight for Daniel. Do you? Yeah, I like this fight for Daniel because he's slimmed down a little bit. He trains at uh, the gym where I'm at with Don Charles, so right. I, I do see him from time to time. Um, he's lost a lot of that muscle mass. He's a little bit more athletic. So stylistically, this is good for him. Baby Miller, as we know, comes forward. He's slow, he's sluggish, wings a fight. So he likes people to sit in the pocket and stand, stand and trade with him. I think this is a good fight for him, actually. Uh, for Dubois, a good rebuilding um, mm. fight for him because I just think that he'll go out there and he'll get the job done. Yeah. Yeah, I like it. We keep hearing observations, I mean, about Andy Ruiz, about the spectre of Wilder fighting Ruiz and Wilder suggesting that Ruiz goes and plays hide-and-seek with himself. Yeah. Ruiz has fought twice in four years. It's incredible. What's going on? I mean, is, he, is he in the larder? Well, it, I've heard nothing about Andy Ruiz, about obviously he's on social media a lot, calling for these fights, yeah. the fights are not happening, looks in great shape. I'm wondering if he pops up on this bill, I know like I said to you, Philip Hergovic is on this bill as well, and the last I heard was it was a, a well, who's Hergovic going to fight then? That, that, that's what I'm saying, no one knows who it is, but he's, he's, he's rumoured to be fighting on this bill, and I believe he will be. And also Frankie Sanchez, who I said, the Cuban, yeah, yeah. undefeated Cuban, good yeah. mover. Yeah. What I'm saying, you may see... Andy Ruiz in with one of those two. That would that would that would that would make for an interesting fight. But I think that Ruiz is there or thereabouts, and he could be he could be in with one of those two. But I think them two are on the bill. As interesting, well. he's not been active though, isn't it? Well, that's why he could be in with one of those two. Mm. I think that it would work for someone like Philip Bergovic. You go right inactivity play a huge part. Andy Ruiz, you know, he's... Do, you, do you mean do you think Ruiz is an interesting one? Because I mean, look, he got beat earlier in his career by Joseph Parker, right? And then, the, fight, and yeah. then the memorable fight is obviously what he did to Anthony Joshua, yeah. which I think was as more about Anthony Joshua's performance than it was about Ruiz's. I think it was more memorable the way he turned up for the return fight. We turned up like yeah, he turned up like one of the Teletubbies. Well, this terrible. is my point: the Pillsbury Doughboy. Yeah, and I and I, and I knew that he was going to be in that situation because he gets f um, sponsored by Frosts of London. My mates own that, and they said he could barely get through the door while he's buying all that jewellery. So I knew what kind of condition it should have weighed in, should have lumped on. Um, but but Ruiz, as a big time fighter, I think he's in the mix. In the I mix, do, I do think. Like, I think that he has got the ability, and I think that you know, get himself in shape. And he's a dangerous guy. He's heavy-handed, slow feet, but heavy hands. He's always yeah. He's always. I think he's definitely in the mix. Mm. That's why I'm hoping that he's on this on this bill out in, in Saudi. I, I mean, in Francis Ngannou, obviously a lot of noise has been made about the fact that he's come into heavyweight boxing now as a result of that fight with Tyson Fury. Yeah. I, I don't know if he got ranked by the WBC inside the top 10, yeah. but that, but that, or, that organisation yeah. to me just seems to go it's from bad to worse. They seem to go from bad to worse. Yeah. It's just yeah. you know. But, but where does he land in the mix? Right, so I, I had the dubious pleasure of spending an afternoon with Derek Chisora yeah. on Friday. I um, text Derek and said to him, is it you and him? I asked mm, him because mm. I'm going... I know Derek will go anywhere for a pound note. Well, that's that, a fact. To right? avoid so, paying, yeah, one, yeah. Derek keeps himself in shape. And I go, so straight away I'm thinking, Ngannou, that's Derek Chisora. Mm. That, that sort of fits the bill. He didn't get back to me anyway because he's so rude. Um, <laughs> but you, you obviously had that. Yeah, he was in, in a room boring me. I mean, entertaining yeah, me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah no, being rude to you and all, probably. Mm, yeah, that's, what he, that's what he's like. Or his so, version yeah, of he, it, yeah. He never, he never got back to me, so I'm just assuming that Derek, because he's got the connection with yeah. Saudis, I thought that was perfect. But Ngannou, actually, yeah. what I'm hearing with Ngannou is... He clearly doesn't understand boxing and the way that it all works because he's now saying, well, actually, I'm going to sit it out and wait for the return with Tyson Fury. <laughs> okay. I'm going to let Fury box Alexander Rusik and then maybe I'll box Fury later. And I went, mate, mm. that will not happen. Like, forget that. Mm. So if you're going to sit there for the best part of a year waiting for a return with Tyson Fury, 
you've just wasted a year of your life and you're 37 I'm, years I'm glad age. to see that, that the conversation hasn't been explored or I'm hoping it won't be explored for Anthony Joshua to be fighting him. I'm, yeah. I don't, I don't, I want Anthony to go I, a different I think, I think Eddie Hearn went ching ching, hold on of a minute. And, so, and then That's his job. And then, yeah, absolutely. He saw, he saw the opportunity, but obviously it was something maybe that the Saudis didn't want or Ngannou didn't want, they wanted to take a different path. And I'm not sure why negotiations broke down, but I think Eddie sort of had to look into that. But now we get Otto Wallin. Who tops the bill? Joshua Wallin. Mm, yeah, I think so. Joshua Wallin's top of the yeah. bill. Chief support, um, you're probably going to go Wilder. with... Huh? Wilder. Yeah, Wilder. Mm. And then we're going to go in with Dubois, Parker. Well, what, what do you think about um, Jay Apatea? Who was his last well, fight? I watched the last fight. He could be on the bill as well. Yeah, that's, why, that's why I'm asking. Cause yeah. yeah. I mean, it's insane though, isn't it? Like, mm. I, I, how can you forget names like that? What mm. I'm saying is that this is it's probably this the biggest card that I've ever been involved this in. This is Saudi. Yeah, absolutely. This is Saudi. Jao Opatia, he could be actually a danger in the heavyweight division. Do you think? Absolutely. I think. I know he's only six foot one. Mm. I know he's like cruiserweight, but he's stylistically, yeah. sometimes you can use that to your advantage. You know, when, like I think that he could be a problem in the heavyweight division. Do you? If and when he decides to, to step up, yeah, mm. I really do. Yeah, I, I, saw mean, him in, I saw him in his last fight, it was a demolition. Yeah, but it yeah. was a slight mismatch, wasn't it, in terms Jordan of... Thompson, yeah. 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 I mean, he was I, game, but... Yeah, but Jordan yeah. Thompson's a decent fighter at his at, own level. At that, not at that's that what I'm saying about yeah. Opatia. Mm. What I'm saying is, when I saw that, I went... Oh, it was a demolition, wasn't it? Absolutely. It was demolition. And, uh, you know, I think that he could be a threat in the heavyweight division in, mm. in time as well. Um, I hope he's on the, on the card as well. I, have we forgot anyone else? I mean, I'm hearing names we've, everywhere. We've talked but, about Bivol. But the names that we've yeah. actually mentioned are... Yeah. I'm quite... It's an embarrassment of riches, isn't it? It's the potential embarrassment of riches in terms yeah. of there's so much there to be looking at. You can't... You, yeah. yeah. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Lots of noise last week, lots of discussions. The re-emergence of Chris Eubanks Sr., Mm-hmm. espousing the world of his particular brand of wisdom yeah. um, and his nephew. Harlem boxed brilliantly at the mm-hmm. weekend, by the way. Yeah, yep. the 11th yep. round stoppage of a guy that previously hadn't been stopped. Um, and he got the job done. Do you know what I think? What do you think of him? I mean, I liked, his, I liked his, his I uncle saw. was talking about him in very glowing terms. Yeah. I don't know whether this is... Well, I suppose it's just a natural opportunity. Yeah. If Harlem's asked his uncle to get involved and given the fact he's moderately estranged from his own son, yeah. Yeah. he's involved in this. He is, and I think that it's give Harlem a big boost. And I think that what we saw at the weekend down in Brighton, homecoming for him, I thought he put in a really good performance. What's a good performance for Harlem, you bet? Yeah, so I think that he kept himself nice and controlled all through the rounds. He had 11th round stoppage, you know, waiting for his opportunity, and he took that opportunity. He's, what was he previously, 18 and 0, 19 and 0, something like that? Got another victory against an opponent that was expected to last the distance. Yeah. And it was a good test for him to see where he's sort of at. And I think that. You know, he's announced himself. He's, a, he's a, a, a super lightweight at the moment. But I think that Chris was saying, this is the last fight at super lightweight. We're moving up to 147. We want Conor Bendis, yeah. obviously, the fight yeah. he wants. But I think that on that performance, that's a good fight. I like, I like what I saw there against... I think, yeah, he's an improved fighter. He's, 
He's, um, he puts his shots together really well. Got a great shot selection. You know, the finish was brilliant and the right hook. Um, he, had him, he had him down just before. It was a good performance. Do you I think he's it. got the chops to go somewhere significant? I, I don't think he has, yeah. I think he has. I think it's in the DNA. I think that... I think that he's improved a lot. I saw Harlem when he's boxing at like York Halls and stuff like that. And I saw him where you're sat, sitting there looking at him thinking, well, if he gets to British level, you know, he's done well there or whatever. But now he's just sort of like, he's coming into his own a little bit. What I saw the other night, well, on Saturday night, was, was impressive. Chris Eubank Sr. has been very vociferous about some of the challenges that awaited his son, some of his objections, specifically around the boiling down of Eubank Jr. to fight Conor Ben. This is a different dynamic, but he's also yeah. been very... Um, angry about the the nature of, 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 of the involvement of drugs in sport. Yeah. He questioned a particular trainer that was injecting his son um, in his hands and who does this sort of stuff. He refers to them as PE teachers. Yet, yet the Conor Ben situation hasn't been resolved, no. really. And here he is... Talking about it. Calling out... Calling out Conor Ben. Conor Ben. Yeah. Well, I mean, what do you make to that? Well, I think, he, I think he's just... I think the seniors missed that part of... Yeah, that's great, Chris. And I think you're right in what you're saying. Him and Harlem... Harlem Ben would be better than him and Chris Eubank Jr. because Eubank Jr. is too big at 160, yeah. too small to come down anymore. And the whole situation, we know what all that was, and it was it was a terrible. Um, but yeah, let him clear his name, Chris. You, you, you forgot that bit, mate. You, that this kid's still got to go through. But do you I think, think it's, it's Machiavellian? Given what's all this noise we're hearing about Jr. and and Conor Ben boxing in January, that's not going to happen because... But do you think he's also being a bit Machiavellian because of his fallout with, or his estrangement, shall we say? with Eubank Jr., that he's trying to throw another Eubank into the mix that creates a degree of Machiavellian behaviour because no, it would be that, ironic, wouldn't it, if Eubank yeah. Jr. doesn't fight Conor Ben and Harlem Eubank fights Conor Ben well, and Chris I'm, Eubank goes yeah. with a fighter that's fighting. This is where I think it is. Chris Sr. is going, listen, like I want that fight with what Conor and his paid. team... Because no, everyone what Conor and his team done to Eubank Junior in trying to get him down and effectively trying to make him fight at a weight that was unrealistic, very, very dangerous right. in doing that. I think that affected Chris Senior massively, as we know. Um, and I think that Chris Senior is going, I love you, but I want you to do it with Harlem. So I think mm -hmm. that I think that there is there is um, what's the word I'm looking for? Between the family. A real feud between yeah, the yeah. families. It's bad blood. Yeah. It's bad blood between the families, and I think that Harlem Eubank is It's ironic, ironic, isn't it? Because it's crazy, mate. Because he's out on tour <coughs> with Nigel Ben, or has been. Yeah. So, they, they, you know, this, this wound that perhaps never heals, irrespective of whether there's commercial opportunities around this. You know. right. Do you think it's a door he's pushing out that he'll ever get open in terms of, of Harlem being able to fight? No, because I've seen, I've seen interviews with uh, Connor actually saying, listen, no, it's not, you know, it's a cousin or, or a nephew, sorry. It's a nephew of... Chris, it's not his bout, it's more about me and Connor, he wants that fight. Sorry, yeah, me and um, mm. Chris Jr., sorry. You know, that's the fight that he wants, that's the fight that he craves. I think if that great fight doesn't materialise, which it will, but if it doesn't well, materialise, I don't think it? that Harlem Eubank is a substitute. Is, is, is a substitute no. mm. Not yet, anyway. Not until he gets goes and does something meaningful himself. Yeah. Right, that's it for episode 48 of Talk Boxing. The moral of the story is forecast that nothing's going to happen and the following week everything will. Don't forget to keep liking and subscribing and we'll see you next time we're out. <laughs>